This is South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us this morning, and we'd like to welcome back to the program Dr. Hugo Davila, urologist with Florida Healthcare Specialist, a division uh, divisional practice of Florida Cancer Specialist. Welcome back to South Florida Sunday. Thank you, sir. Thank you for inviting me again. We are touching on a topic today, urological health, addressing your most embarrassing urological concerns. And uh, I guess the biggest embarrassing urological concern for men is ED. So let's start off with that. Let's talk a little bit about erectile dysfunction. Absolutely. So erectile dysfunction is a very common complaint after 40 years. So this is a misconception that you think that only happened to 65 and above, but no, you still have to start having some type of erectile dysfunction from 40 years. And so it's very common. You should not feel, feel ashamed. That this, is, this is related to the natural process of aging. Of course, if you are diabetic, if you are overweight, if you have heart problems, the probability that the erectile dysfunction will be early is very likely and as well will maybe be more severe to treat. But most of the time, you know, about 20% of the times when the patients come to my office, we find a way to fix the problem just by looking at other medications. You know, there are other medications that patients are taking that has a side effect of erectile dysfunction. And 20% of them will fix the problem just by switching to another medication. So step one, go to the physician. You're not alone there, and we can find many ways to help you. Now, you touched on a few of the uh, causes of ED, uh, but can you elaborate on that? Because there are several more, I understand. Yes. So we talk about the diabetes, obesity, so hypertension can be a problem, patients that are on dialysis. In fact, there is a lot of publications, you know, in the last four or five years that have shown that when a patient develop, uh, start presenting erectile dysfunction, ED, is sometimes three to four years before they start having heart problems. So nowadays, we are when we are seeing somebody with erectile dysfunction, we usually we believe what we need to get a cardiology involved. We do that to start being proactive. So, so as you see, there are many reasons, but um, the most common ones was the one that we just named. And of course, uh, prostate cancer is also uh, a, a big uh, tree, a big reason for ED. Talk about that. Yes. So one of the reasons that you can have ED after prostate cancer is because of treatment. So you can have the most common treatment related with the prostate cancer is prostatectomy, which is removing the prostate or radiation of the prostate, you know, and both can give you ED and it can go. So after surgery, sometimes can go between five to 20% of the time you can have erectile dysfunction. So it's something that you need to discuss with your surgeon ahead of time. Time, say, look, you know, in in your outcome after doing prostatectomy, are you close to the five percent? Are you close to the twenty-five percent? So, what is the technique that you're going to be using? Are you going to be saving the nerve that are going to the uh, to the penis when you're doing the prostatectomy? And the surgeon will tell you all the technique, his outcome, or her outcomes, and in that way you can make a decision. The same thing happened with radiation. When you go and discuss the the treatment with the radiation oncologist, you can um, you can ask them, you know, and your outcome after the radiation is a 5%, is a 10%, and in that way you can have an informed uh, 
decision in which one is going to work better for you. What are some of the risk factors for prostate cancer, and what can a man do to reduce those risk factors? So the, the, the most common risk factor is aging, number one. So that's the reason the American Urology Association recommend to screen for prostate cancer between 50 and 70 years old, okay? And if you have some risk factor, like, you know, you have a family history, like, you know, a father or a brother with prostate cancer, then the possibility of developing prostate cancer for you increased three to four-fold. Therefore, for those patients, sometimes we start the screening before the 50, usually around 40, okay? So African-American as well tend to have a more aggressive type of cancer, and, and therefore you have to be more proactive. Talk about some of the symptoms of prostate cancer and how it's diagnosed. Most of the time, prostate cancer doesn't give you any symptoms. You know, when it gives you symptoms, it's usually the cancer is very advanced. So thanks to many reasons, nowadays we are diagnosing prostate cancer with mild or no symptoms. But when you present it, it's usually blood in the urine. You have frequency, urgency. Sometimes you can have urinary retention. Sometimes you have bone pain, back pain. So that is the reason that if you has any blood in the urine, blood with ejaculation, it's always good to bring that to the attention of your physician. And obviously, early screening is the key. It is very important as any other cancer. Early screening is key to prevent any advanced stage of prostate cancer. And what are some of the treatments for prostate cancer? So prostatectomy, and nowadays I would say 90% of the prostatectomy are done with the Da Vinci, which is a robotic uh, system that allows us to do the surgery uh, efficiently, effective, with good outcome, and we have been using this for the last 20 years. Or it can be radiation. Radiation, you know, is uh, you, you have to go to the radiation treatment for six weeks, once a day for six weeks for about 30 to 45 minutes. And by receiving that radiation inside the prostate, then you take care of the prostate cancer cells. As well, another type of radiation is what we call the seeds or, or the pellets that we put inside the prostate. Is, that is the name. The name of that is brachytherapy. And depending on, you know, the size of your prostate, how, you know, the type of prostate cancer you have, you can be as well a candidate for that type of therapy. And more recently, we have something is called focal therapy, which is just, you know, uh, taking care of one part of the prostate with prostate cancer. And but the scientific evidence is still, you know, the presentations and publication is still coming along, so they have not been part of the guidelines yet. It's still in the process of generating all the outcomes so we can make a decision later on. Doctor, let's shift gears for a moment and talk about women. We're hearing a lot these days about urinary incontinence with women. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. This is another problem that nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you tell that to your primary care physician, they, they just focus more on the diabetes, high blood pressure, and they don't pay attention to this part. Yes, it's very common. A lot of females start having this problem, and it's not necessarily related to aging. You can be 40, 35, and you can have incontinence. There are two types of incontinence that, um, that you need to 
make sure that you communicate efficiently to your physician is one when you cough, sneeze, or laugh. Then if you lose weight, if you lose uh, urine, then that is what we call a stress urinary incontinence. So you are leaking with effort. Or the other type of uh, urinary incontinence is the urgency. So meaning that you have the urge to go to the bathroom and somebody is in the bathroom, so you have to wait, but you cannot hold it and then you leak. The way we treat them is different. So make sure that you communicate well with the physician so they can give you the best option. Let's talk about treatments for urinary incontinence. So we start with the diet. Uh, so usually trying to avoid any um, citric juice, coffee, tea, can any irritant to the bladder can make you have that urgency and urge incontinence. Um, so about 30% of patients, when we do the diet, some of them improve, 70 will not. As well, we do what we call the pelvic floor exercise or therapy, which is the Kegel, and and we we do it in the office. So we put a probe in the in inside the vagina and that stimulate the, the pelvic floor and that it, it produce a better support of the urethra and about 40% of patients improve just by doing those exercises. And sometimes if those fails, then you have to go for surgery. If you have a stress, urinary incontinence. If you have urge incontinence, then there are medications that can be given to you and those medications sometimes about 40% of the time as well can take care of the problem. If it's not, then we have a pacemaker for the bladder or even Botox for the bladder. But as you see, there are many options. The best, the best way to address this is to discuss and sit down with your uh, physician. We've certainly covered a lot of ground in our conversation this morning, but I feel like we've just scratched the surface of the information available. So where can we send listeners to get more information on what we've discussed this morning? To the American Urology Association Foundation, and they have an excellent website that you can research all these topics, and they can tell you more in details, and you can download diets, bladder diets, and different, different patient information that will be very helpful. And you also have a website as well that folks will find helpful. Yes, sir. So they can always reach out to our Florida Healthcare Specialist website, and we have as well webinars and patient information that can be a lot of helpful for them. And that's flhealthcarespecialist.com? Yes, sir. All right, doctor, it is always a pleasure. Thank you so much for being with us this morning here on South Florida Sunday. Thank you very much for inviting me. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, we're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.